listening to Nerds on Film with Brian Moriarty, Sarah Ashley, Sean Moriarty, and Roxy Noberry. All right, ladies. I'm too old for this shit. You're too old. <laughs> it's getting late. It's getting late. It's getting late. It's a long it's... weekend. We've been out doing things. Yeah. Lots of things. Visiting people and flying and shit. Yep. Yeah. Yep. What's been your favorite part so far? My dress trying on because <gasps> I found my dress. Sleeping? Is <laughs> <laughs> there breakfast? There was pre- food, maybe? No. Is there, no, there hasn't been a good meal this trip yet. Oh. No, 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 no. I well, just, not like. Compared to like East Coast eating, huh? Let's, let's clarify. Let's clarify. <laughs> yeah. Let's clarify. Well, let's like watch Vicky's, Vicky's been far too long without real vacation. It's true. Billy oh. only gets uh, uh, two weeks vacation. Yes. Um, Vicky does not. Vicky gets a month. Uh, but Whoa. when we live two and become oh. one, <laughs> her vacation days become what I'm limited to. <laughs> oh. So I haven't taken days when I should have, just taken them for the sake of it. So so she is off all next week and going to be doing nothing. Fucking nothing. Nice. That's great. Nothing. I am so Netflix jealous. Binging and like I'm gonna go to the beach okay. and like <laughs> and like and I'm I'm just gonna I'm by myself nice. with a book. Nice. Okay, with no shame. I'd go to the movies by myself. I don't give a fuck. Dude, I do that too. too. I do that too. There's a great Mm -hmm. thing about going to the movies by oneself. There really is. I saw Saving Mr. Banks by myself. That was my most recent. It was a perfect movie to do that with too. Yeah. It's really good. It's nice when you can just go and you're not turning to another person Mm. to be like, am I laughing at the right moment? Like you're not trying to get that sort of sense of like, are you enjoying this as much as I am Mm -hmm. right now? Or like going with my mother and and like watching a movie (laughs) where you're trying to just enjoy the mystery or the thrill of that thriller. <laughs> Instead, and every two seconds, she's gonna be like, "So, I think it's gonna be the <laughs> oh, my god. oh my god! Even though they're making it seem like it's gonna be the same. Oh my god! god. That's so great. Fucking ruin the whole thing for me. Oh, okay. Like, I'm not trying to be Clouseau here. Okay, <laughs> I'm I'm trying to just enjoy the thrill of being like, I didn't know he was a ghost the whole time. <laughs> Admittedly, admittedly, I am a little bit of that person, but I'm not oh. that bad about it. I'll just I'll like. Oh, yeah. No, you know what bothers me about I it, do it is because you too. do it. You want you want somebody else to know that you knew, like mm, in yes. your head. Oh no, that's absolutely it. That's yeah. absolutely it. Because yeah. if I say I knew it, and then they go, "No, you didn't," I'm like, "No, seriously, no, but, I did." Yeah. So, <laughs> so no, I absolutely have to like. So the, and it's usually because like if I'm with everybody boyfriend. needs to write that shit down from now on. Yes. Yes. At this time, at this time, logged it, logged it, timestamp, right? Take a picture of the movie. I want you to know at this point <laughs> I fucking knew it <laughs> um, but like when we went to go see Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles spoilers uh, not like you guys care it's a terrible movie right um, but there was like this part where it was like she was going to confide into this rich dude about this discovery where she found these turtles and I'm like don't trust the rich guy he's obviously the bad guy come on come on what are you doing this <laughs> is clearly hair. he's like tell me more but a Disney villain I shadow but it's like was he like like going through with his mustache and like coiffing it oh yeah no he was absolutely snidely whiplash like totally it was just really it's really funny though but like normally I'm going to movies with like my partner or whatever and I'm just like it's that guy. That thing's going to happen. But he kind of does it, too, where I think he likes to also figure the stuff out or, like, you know, he's like, oh, did you catch that? That's important. Or, mm-hmm. like, whatever. But it's so... 
I don't know. It's kind of a game. I think it's fun. It's fun. I like yeah. it. I, I enjoy doing that stuff because you're just like, I know because they placed that hint there and that one there and I was smart enough to figure it out before yeah. the third Do night. you? Yes. Do you? I do. <laughs> I know that you do. Shut up. I, I love this back and forth I talked right about my mom, but really I meant you. Lies. <laughs> Lies. <laughs> or. Oh my God, marry my mother. <laughs> You said you would never. I just, yeah, or it's too late. She said yes to the dress. Oh, <laughs> shit. No, no back. Or the other thing is like, if I'm depending on who I'm with, I'll sit there and be like, "Oh yeah, you know that actor? He was also in this thing and that thing." And that, because I can't keep it contained because I do it now. I do it every week, so I'm just like, "This is an actor. All right, and I, he's just that thing, and God. this is awesome, and this is how it's connected. Oh, how that's funny because blah blah blah." And I'm like, <laughs> I do the douchey move where it's like when it's like voice acting. Oh, I yeah. call it like that. Me too. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. yeah. Oh. And when like, and I'll always Who make sure is. somebody is. I'll be like, Oh yeah, Alec Baldwin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. When Dave and I went to go see Kung Fu Panda, we did that with everybody. I think the only person we couldn't actually get was Dustin Hoffman, which was really, really, really it was great. But it was yeah. because I think he just kind of went into the role enough that I think, no, and just because yeah. Dustin Hoffman tends to fall into a lot of roles pretty deeply, yes. that like his, his tone of voice, <laughs> even though there's a certain quality to it, like I can't always immediately recognize it. I like to find out wherever Patrick Warburton is. Where, oh, yeah. 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 Like, he's got to be on something. He's, he's got to so be somewhere. He's definitely one that you can pick out. Like there's always random ones and she's always like, yes, Billy's always like, yeah. Yeah, that's who it is. Yeah. I was like, I know. Or who's I that? Who's so smart, dear. So who's that smart. one voice actor who always does like Disney cartoon TV shows or he used to do back in the 90s when they would make like the TV show versions of Disney films oh. like Little Mermaid. A lot of, he would oh, always do like okay. the villain voices yeah. or like he did Pete in a Goofy Movie. Goofy movie. Oh, oh God, I can't remember his name. You know who you're talking about? Right? Right? So he did no, Pete, and then he did the guard from Aladdin. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. the same guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I can so hear it because we just watched Aladdin too, yeah. and I was like, I know that voice. It's like street rat. Yeah, and, and, yeah. and it is. Yeah. It's the same as Pete. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Oh, he's the one that um he was in uh mummy movies. Mm-hmm. Wasn't he? Yeah. Either way, he was the like the traitor guy. <laughs> That's okay. Anyway, okay. I just want to bring that up. Yep. Well, so, on that note, welcome to Nerds on Film. I'm Sarah Ashley. I'm Roxino Berry. And in the cave with us, go ahead and introduce <gasps> yourselves, ladies. I'm Billy Bones. And I'm Vicky O. And we are Girls with Issues. Yes, they are coming and they are visiting us. They were here for episode 100, if you listened last week. Um, and this week, it's all ladies. It's so what, much what? vagina in yeah. here. There are no men. Who let the vagina in here? Oh, we, we did. did. <laughs> Who got a pussy? <laughs> you have a vagina and you have a vagina. <laughs> Everybody gets a pussy. <laughs> oh, my God. You uh, guys, the estrogen. See, guys, we can be dirty, too. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we need to go with this, though. Dave was so funny. He was like, okay, uh-huh. he's been talking about this shit for months, right? Where it's like, you guys are going to do the girls episode. It's going to be vagina boob all the way. Vagina yes. boob, vagina yeah. boob, vagina boob. I don't boob. know why Dave always yeah. says vagina boob. It's it makes no sense. It's vagina boob. That's like his dream. Really like, that's weird what because he's when built he says up it, in his I immediately world. went and put boob. <laughs> Just a boob and with a vagina. vagina. <laughs> I was like, no. No, see, what I imagine. I think. No. What I imagine is a boob that without a, it's no nipple, but it's a vagina at the end of the boob. That's no, what I imagine, and that's weird. That is maybe the boob. Yeah, you went weird. Yeah, I was thinking like a bowling pin sort of yeah. shaped thing, right? Like, or maybe the boob is the clitoris. 
so it like fits in, you know, because the clitoris yeah. is basically like the little, little bulbous. Yeah, no. I like get that he's like one boob too. Like he doesn't boobs. It's, it's yeah. just vagina it's singular. Vagina nerds boob. on anatomy. The, <laughs> nerds on trying to dissect Dave McGuire's brain, yes. which I just don't oh, think anybody God. should do. We need an episode. <laughs> We're on giving that. him too much. He's he's just he's gonna be too excited about this. He's gonna be like they talked about me, guys. Yes. So yes, please. We're not here to talk about men. No, we're actually here to talk about women and mm. more specifically representation of women in movies in comics which is why you know girls with issues are here um, and media in general billy you know you're a huge tv fanatic right mm-hmm. so i am i think i think there's a lot to be said about this the cultural dialogue is definitely skewed in this direction right now mm-hmm. um and i think that's a really important thing and you know a while back we did a, a women directors episode and I just kind of want to talk about the actual representation now. So give me a brief synopsis of how you kind of feel about this. Here's the thing. We're not all like self-proclaimed raging feminists here. Some of us are not. Billy, I know you kind of don't. You shy away from the word a little bit. Mm-hmm. Not um, anymore. <laughs> no, not anymore. I've been corrected. She's been corrected. Some of us are a little bit more active than others. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I don't even like, you know, the thing is it's not even so much of an activist thing I just I take umbrage with the fact when somebody has an issue with the word that is purely defined by feeling as though we should be have equal opportunity as men yeah like and that's all it means and mm-hmm. when the word got co-opted in a way by those people who wanted to maintain an inequality and they associated a stereotype with it and all this stuff for their own benefit. That's right. what I object to. So yeah. I don't, I'm not marching on picket lines. I'm not an activist in terms of, you know, always making sure I'm up on this and that and whatever. But when I hear that somebody says, oh, I'm, like a, a comic book, the guy who's writing and dr- going to be drawing Wonder Woman literally made a statement that was like, oh, you know, we don't really, not like in a feminist way. What does that mean? What does that mean? Wonder Woman. So, like, stuff like that. Yeah. So, grinds my gears. You're thinking then, like, feminism is is associated with superiority. No, feminism, I think, is is associated with militantism. Okay. Particularly militant women. Mm. And so, any woman, any everyday woman that's maybe not active in politics or in activism in general will hear feminism and be like, I'm not really a feminist. And it's yeah. like, really? Do you want equality? Because you kind of are then. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's one of those things like, yeah. have you been appreciating your right to vote? Yeah. Thank you, feminism. Mm-hmm. Like, have you been appreciating the fact that you can actually speak your mind on the internet? You're welcome, feminism. Like, the, yeah. like that's just, that's what we, that's what that's about. It's right. not just all about pit bulls with lipstick anymore. No. Right. And, like, so, and, and, and so I, I feel like, though, and though, that gets, you know, villainized as a kind of caricature. Mm-hmm. Um, it's those people who are on the fringes that pull the people that lie on close to the, you know, off to the side toward the middle, mm-hmm. right? They're the ones who drag us along. So they're there for a reason. Um, and they have to take the brunt of sort of like the negative perception. Um, and so be it. It's like that in any sort of act, any sort of civil rights or any type of movement that there are those who are on the fringes that, and, and there can be negative things associated with them. But that's how yeah. it works. That's when the, the sort of um, spectrum gets pulled in a direction. And you see that particularly in representation in the media of mm-hmm. women. And mm-hmm. you'll see that. I mean, like if if something is considered 
I would think like if we're going to see today, I mean, what are some of the things that come to mind when we think of strong female characters today? Olivia Pope in Scandal. Yes. Oh. But she so. doesn't like that. Oh. So we, that, just that, we just talked is about that. that sorry, Roxy. I, I, you know not what you bring, but but it's a perfect dialogue. No, it is. This is a good dialogue. No, it is. Okay, let's go with it then. No, no, this is a perfect movie. So that character, in my opinion, has this. She like she embodies so many important things. She's a minority, and she's leading a show, right? And she's this professional. I can handle it, woman. Right? All those things. Then it juxtaposes her against this, um, how she how she interacts with men, her poor... Oh, how she with the president, and then even with Jake and, and all of the characters, how she's yep. just kind of like puddles every time. She's a poor choices and, and oh, poor decisions. And like, the, and, and like the, the dichotomy yeah. between the two, that a woman can be professional, but then she has to be an emotional wreck. There you or go. Or like, you know, okay. and, and so it's not that she has to be perfect, mm. but the way she works in her personal life is to me is so diametrically opposed to how she handles her personal like her okay. work life into mm-hmm. her personal life okay. and how she relates with men right and I'm like I, this is giving me such mixed messages so then they try a better example every almost almost every female character on the remake of Battlestar Galactica yeah, notably Starbuck notably Starbuck yeah but yeah. and I think that one's a, an interesting point because Starbuck much like Ripley, Ripley and Alien that was originally written for a male so I think that that one, I think there is a little bit more to Starbuck, just like there's a shit ton to Ripley. I think mm. that that's actually probably one of the best ways to write a character is to write it, write it for a man or write it gender neutral gender and neutral. then, and then totally, cast a woman. Mm-hmm. Totally. Um, and I think like characters like we were just talking about this today, mm-hmm. like a show like Game of Thrones. <gasps> yeah. yeah. Now this is a show that in a, in in an environment where all the characters are in an environment where there is you know men hold power in in a way that's pretty common. And if we were carrying it to our actual human history, our, our Earth history, I don't know where the mm. hell is their fantasy world compared to our real history, right? So it's something t- compared to like the medieval age or something like that. So there there is this. Uh, pecking order and women are very much their control and what the power that they have that can only be exerted in ways that are very behind the scenes seen. yes yeah. but you see this spectrum of women and strong women mm-hmm. regardless of the fact that they're not in power um does not take away from the fact that when you're watching them you're like mm-hmm. these are strong women that you would not mess with yeah, mm-hmm. yeah and like Tyrell, that's why i love it yeah. yeah and they yeah. and they and it manifests in different ways khaleesi yeah. hello like well yeah so we're talking about yeah. like so you have khaleesi who's extremely obvious you have yes. you have sansa who's coming up in this way i really loved your your the way you phrased it vicky where you said that if you ever watched cersei and wanted to know her backstory of how she came to be watch what's happening with sansa now oh my yeah. god that's, such and a I, that's why i thought that was a brilliant with, what he did is like very smart. you take an archetype the bitch right of what which Cersei is. I mean, like, she's, like, kind of, like, just that the cutout of that. Yeah. But she's the ball uh, buster. Oh, can I say I love that, though, that when she is just being a drunk bitch, <laughs> I think oh. it's the best. <laughs> so so good. I was like, She oh. did that on Fallon. She did, yeah. like, the whole, like, swishing in the wine and the... Yeah. <laughs> so good. It's so funny. It's so Dude, funny. Lena and Heedy is a badass. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you have... And then you have Arya... And who she's kind of coming up in a different way, the way Brienne was kind of brought up. Mm. And then even looking at a person like Catelyn, you know, unfortunately. Um, But, but like, seeing, but seeing somebody who's still feminine in the sense that she's a mother, she's a nurturer, and she's just trying to care for hearth and home at this point and Mm -hmm. just trying to protect her family's interests and just 
being shut out and broken down but still being so strong to the very bitter end Mm -hmm. and that scream that she gives out when her son dies is just Mm. oh that was a great 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 performance how did she freaking get nominated for that i don't know how i don't know from that one damn scene alone it it pissed me off because like i i watched that i went back and rewatched that scene because it was so guttural and so Mm -hmm. real to me Mm -hmm. and she just looks um utterly i mean it was so real i just she just looked like a woman who'd lost Everything, everything, okay. everything. Mm-hmm. and like I don't even know how many takes she could have possibly done Ugh, of that know. scene. I don't, I because I can't imagine doing that twice, Mm-mm. right? You know, like right. yeah, um, the emotional toll that that would have taken. Yeah, right. and to to redo it, I think the sec to do it the second time would then feel inauthentic, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So maybe that was the because first it was take? so real. Right. I would think because it was hope. just it was so real. That's how good the show is, though. Yeah, that's how great the show yeah, is. They don't, you know, they they have such a strong cast. Of serious actors that know what the fuck they're doing. I mean, but the British. Characters, <laughs> but each character is So, when I say strong character, and I had to define this once, and I, mm. we did it on our podcast, I don't just mean she can kick ass. No. I mean multi dimensional. I mean yes. layers. Yes. And that includes flaws. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, so, I'm not asking for a woman to be perfect. I'm not asking her to be a, a, a Madonna. Mm-hmm. I'm asking for her to be treated in the same manner way male characters are, and predominantly white male heterosexual characters are mm-hmm. are given yeah. mm-hmm. um sort of that complexity and their right. ability to be have these different layers or even know? like yeah. more in the way of like female anti-heroes yeah yes. because they're not because i mean with the exception of girl with the dragon tattoo you don't feel like there's too much of that like kind of girl anti-hero no, thing no. and even then girl with the dragon tattoo it, yes like she's the title but at least in that first installment of the movie i'm talking about the fincher movie mm-hmm. um yeah. specifically and i haven't read the book haven't seen the swedish version but um in that version specifically she is almost like a weird secondary character who just kind of comes in to like wrap it up at the end which is really weird to me mm-hmm. um but billy what do you what are your kind of opinions on on where you think women stand in the media right now i think you know what I think is really interesting, too, is another show that I thought of when you guys were talking about the Game of Thrones stuff, uh, Orange is the New Black. Oh, my mm, God. Yes. Oh, such And a... just the, the ensemble there. And you talk about, like, an antihero. And in that show, you know, you have to have an antihero because you have to have a struggle for the season and everything like that. But if you look at, at what fuels these women, it's it's survival. It's, yeah. This mm-hmm. is how they've decided to survive this way. Mm-hmm. And that's how they're going to go about and do it. And so when you had, you know, spoilers if you haven't seen the second season, but if you have a character Spoil- like... V. Spoilers. <laughs> Give a breath. Call the, oh. yeah. Spoilers. There you go. Um, but a, you have a character like V who who comes in and is just going to, she's going to do it how she knows how to do it. Right. And it's not the best way and you, you don't agree with a lot of it, but at the same time, like, she's really just trying to survive and trying to get through it. And I think there was more than just survival there. There was sur- survive, but survive at the top. Mm-hmm. I agree. But it's also a callback to when Red, like, deprives Piper of food yeah. in the first season. Yeah. And that's how she's choosing to deal with her. So V may kick the shit out of Red, but Red is starving another inmate. So but I also, it's all this level. But the way you say that, I actually think what I like about the character of V is that you get that, and we used to see it, and we see it in men all the time, that the yeah. word su- survive and thrive is 
synonymous. Mm -hmm. That there is no distinction. Right. And you don't see that in female characters that often. No. That that there is no just getting by. Mm -hmm. No, it's I dominate. Mm -hmm. And that's Mm -hmm. it. But what's wonderful about when you see all the the feedback and the reviews and people talking about Orange is the New Black, it's not like this girl got really bitchy because of this or she was really catty because of here. It's it's spoken about in normal terms. In the the same way you would describe men or, you know, it's all the same because even Mm -hmm. though it's a show of mostly women, it's recognized as the characters that they are right? and what they're bringing to the table. Yeah, but like also the stuff that's spoken about where what I love about the show is that you would get, I'm sure there are plenty of people, executives who would have said, no, there's no way that show could be successful. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I, I think that is, and this is my opinion, is that since, and I don't mean this as a knock, I just mean it as a, a truth, um, that since most those who have the purse strings, you know, those who are in power within the media industry and most industries, um, they're men. So it's hard for them to envision um, a story that that isn't something that they personally relate to as being able to to mm-hmm. filtrate because yeah. they they've never been in the position. It's like they're in their in their mind. They live in a world where they are the they are what's dominant, right? The their story is what's dominant, and so. For us, for women, for minorities, they constant. We have to watch movies and TV shows and read books and everything. Find ourselves, but not even that. We have to be able to relate to the white heterosexual male because otherwise we can't appreciate the story. Most of the stories that are out there, so we have to find something relatable, Mm. right? So it might not be something that resonates in representation wise, but. You know that's what we have to do, whereas they don't have to do that at all. Right, and I I will say this something is this is something that actually speaks really. I was thinking about this earlier, and then I know we had a conversation about it, yeah. so I'm like, oh, I'm really excited. <laughs> um, Vicky and I have been hanging out all day, just, talking, <laughs> just going on feminist rants all day. <laughs> um, but one thing that has like always really gotten me is I've grown up to be very tomboyish. Mm-hmm. That's been I had a big brother. I hung out with the boys in the neighborhood. And I watched a lot of the stuff that was boy-centric. I still played with Barbies. I still did the, like, the stereotypical girl stuff. But I, but... Oh, I showed her your prom picture. Oh! <gasps> I haven't seen it. Yeah. She what? Believe it. She, what? she had a girl. She, yeah, that was me. Yeah, she wore that. white gloves. I did. I wore white, white, white... All the way up. As in, like, a white... Like, what else were you wearing? A big... There was a shawl. It was a... It was, yeah, I had a white shawl, and then, but it was, like, oh long red God. dress. Yeah, long red dress. Why haven't I seen this lipstick. <laughs> Yikes. Who are you? Yeah. I almost brought it. Love I wear dresses it. now. Love it. I've, I've like accepted more of like my my feminine side mm-hmm. and like you know girled it up a little bit. But like, but I was very much like jeans and t shirt tomboy, and yeah. I wanted. And but the thing is, is I always had the idea of you either have to be you have to hang with one of the boys if you wanted to be a strong woman you had to be that stereotypical strong female character that mm-hmm. was the ass kicker mm-hmm. and like you had to do all this and like so this was something i was ingrained with and now that i'm having to shift as i'm getting older having to shift that perspective because i was trying to relate to the white male culture right. the white male perspective and that's not my perspective mm-hmm. i i have an well, insight trained. into that we're trained, yeah, we're to, trained do to do we're it conditioned yeah. to do it yeah. yeah and people who are in our minorities are conditioned to do that like it it's because otherwise how could you watch anything right and appreciate it right but if and again this is not a knock to if you're a white heterosexual male it's not a knock to you it's just a reality of that if you are that then you don't have to do that Really you don't have to all. work that hard. You don't have to work that hard. Those stories are there and and you see yourself on screen visually all the time, a version of you. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And we always have to sort of put it through a prism and make it our own mm-hmm. in some sort of way. And that changes our experience as a viewer. And so I think that's why you won't get that many uh, studio executives are going to be like, no, there's a way a show about just women is going to be successful. <laughs> like, who's who's going to be into that? I would be really interested to see the demographics that Orange is the New Black is appealing to because mm-hmm. I know a lot of dudes. A lot yeah. of dudes love that yeah. show. Yeah. And can I just say, I love the fact that this is not just a show about privileged white women. Right. Mm-hmm. This is also a show about black women and lesbians and Latinas and like, and mm-hmm. every version thereof in between. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's wonderful it is such so good to see that representation it is refreshing i was um you know talking to vicky earlier today even something as simple as i love so you think you can dance i fucking love that show billy you know this yes (laughs) (laughs) and i watch that show and i see these male dancers who are clearly more effeminate in their in their demeanor and you know by all stereotypical assumptions, you can kind of assume they're gay. Could be mas gay. Could be. Mas gay. Yeah. Mas gay. Mas gay. This is what we say. Mas gay. Mas gay. Is how we say. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. We like. We like. Mas gay. <laughs> anyway, so but you see them there, and yet they're talk. They're having to compliment of like, yes, you looked masculine in this dance. Yes, you connected with your female partner, and you could see them like having to just smile and nod along with it, mm. but at the like you understand yes it's the performance aspect to it but there should be an opportunity for them to just say even if it's in their side reels when they're talking about their bios just being like yeah my partner and i and like have their boyfriend or yeah or like their girlfriend it's a lesbian or whatever but they don't have that yeah and they've done a really good job of job of being multi-culty and um especially during um uh, like auditions trying to get those people who have like special abilities or whatever get them through like the girl with alopecia this last season mm-hmm. um, but there's still something missing for those people who actually make it onto the show because they still have to have that you know quote unquote mass appeal right yeah well you know what's interesting is and Sarah can vouch for this because she's known me since high school and so I always was drawn to uh, female shows so I was charmed was a big thing and nice. then the Sarah Sex in the City was a big. She really oh, yeah. liked Charmed. <laughs> she really, really liked, liked Charmed. I mean, yeah, Charmed and she really liked Holly like, Marie Combs. I did. Oh shit! But she was the talk cutest. About, but like, if you want to look at it from a role model Alyssa perspective, Alyssa Milano was the cutest. What are you uh, talking about, girl? Holly Marie Combs had a very homely feel. She to did. Her. You, you look at she a character. Was the she that was, the was Samantha. <laughs> <laughs> what show sure we're talking about? <laughs> <laughs> but she was. She was the originally the. Um, middle sister and then becomes the older sister yeah she's the one who gets married who has the kids Mm -hmm. who has to do a lot of the keeping people together and doing those sorts of things and and she's just a solid role model and how many times was like the episode the solution to that big bad the something having to do with her accepting her role as a mother accepting her role for like hearth and leadership or something yeah Yeah, it was fighting these chatty bitches (laughs) (laughs) but it was it was a good solid show to, to have a role model and then when Sex in the City came out and they showed you these four versions of women and it was funny because I would have like Miranda's a wonderful character that I enjoyed and I, and I loved all of them but I was like Samantha Jones because that was my favorite <laughs> and and it was because it was a character that was so just unapologetic for what she was yeah mm-hmm. and and it was that that was the draw it was because the other characters were they were kind of like Oh well, I shouldn't do that. You well, know, they con- or- they over contemplated every decision they made. Where Samantha was like, 
I want to fuck that. I'm going to fuck that. Exactly. <laughs> and, and it was. And it, whether it was, yeah, the men or was it uh, the apartment that she wanted and she had to deal with the drag queens. Yeah. And she's just like, you know, this is what's just going to happen. And so it was those those women stepping into those strong role model or those strong leadership roles that was the draw for that stuff. Yeah. And so I think it's critical. I think that's why I, I enjoyed Buffy. And I think that was your... Well, was my that, first was Xena. My first oh, was Ashley. Have you seen Fuck that hey. meme where it's her screaming and the thing is, I am a feminine flower. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, it was a super campy show, but at the time, there was never, there wasn't anything that was like that. The fact that she was this warrior woman and, and the chemistry between her and her partner was fantastic and made yeah. that show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the silliness and the campiness around this and the fact that they have to reuse all the actors and they were like all, uh, Kiwi actors that weren't fully trained. Yeah. Um, but Bruce Campbell was in it. Yes. <laughs> he was. He was awesome as a Tom. Kevin Zorbo for one time or another. So, That's right. With the Hercules. Hercules. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but that show for me was huge because I remember there were a couple things that worked there. Was One was seeing like this um, kick-ass woman and who had a dark past. It wasn't just mm. like Wonder Woman who's this like I fight for right like a Superman thing. She had this very um, uh, tricky past she did some pretty nasty stuff. Um, and then she had made a choice to to go onto the right path. And that she was always sort of battling against her own sort of um, demons. Um, and then she had like this very innocent partner who was a real interesting mix and a dynamic against her. So you saw this sort of like the traditional sort of, oh, here's this little girl, wide-eyed, bushy-tailed, uh, juxtaposed against this badass and and the way that they related to each other was awesome. Eventually it became like a thing of like, oh, are they together or not? And so like there was another thing, layer right. yeah, layer there that, that I related to too and read way too many fan fictions over. Like, <laughs> well, that's all we had. Right? That's all we had. I'm a few he- years ahead of you guys. So like you have to understand, I'm 14. It wasn't until I was 17 that you had Ellen being, yep, I'm gay. Mm. And it wasn't until couple years after that that Buffy was on and that was the first real steady reoccurring yeah. gay character mm-hmm. and that character was on TV and we we, like shit our pants when they <laughs> held hands. Yeah, that's all it had, and that's what representation does to bring it back to that. Is that it? it there's this form of validation that can't be done through just oh well, you know, you can relate to it, right? Fuck you, I don't want to relate to it. I want to see it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like we want to. I want to see it. Yeah, we want to see us on screen. So, like yeah. Roxy, what's yeah. what's a strong female character that you grew up with, or one that you see now that you think that you really like? And I mean strong in the mm. sense of like one that you admire or somebody that you think is maybe a full female character Lara Croft Tomb Raider Lara Croft Tomb Raider okay that's a good one yeah yes Yes. just Angelina Jolie in in principle (laughs) she herself Angelina Jolie as in like Plato's theory of forms Angelina Jolie like she (laughs) all bro Should pick, pick her entire filmography. <laughs> yeah, and that's. I that's mean, totally the changeling. Fair. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. With that, I, I I don't even know where to start mm-hmm. with how great of a role model and figurehead that she has been from the start. Mm-hmm. I mean, talk about a butch haircut in the yeah. first movie yeah. she did. What was it called? Like a Firefox or some shit like that. It was, it was like, great. That was actually really good. You ever see that? Mm-hmm. Remember, remember Hackers with Johnny Lee Miller? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, she just 
burst onto the scene with badass attitude. Even as Gia, the supermodel. Yeah, that was okay, another one. Yeah. That, that, that woman herself, the actual woman Gia, was a well-known lesbian. I mean, yeah. and badass. Like, she would show oh, trust up. trust me. I was 18 yeah. when I saw that. <laughs> right? I remember right? going, I remember going, I mean, like, that was, like, huge. Like, again, yeah. like, these things would come out, like, post, like, 97. Yeah. And I was like, what would the, like in the slightest of things and that was like zero to hero that's from seeing yeah. nothing to seeing a <laughs> lot <laughs> yes so i would say just overall angelina mm-hmm. but i also want to mention thelma and louise yeah. oh huge yeah. yes yeah. yes yeah, big one big and, deal and the 90s rocked it for, oh my for, yeah. for women league of their own yeah. thelma and louise like yeah. those kinds of movies were so, a lot of iconic stuff came out. You about so First important. Wives Club? <gasps> First Wives Club. Oh um, amazing. Yeah. Now and Then. Very yes. underrated, yeah. but like so an good. important movies. Mm-hmm. Like, so, I. but it's actually been statistically proven that the amount of leading, fe- like films that have a female mm. lead have significantly plummeted in the past 10 years. Wow. And I don't even know what the hell this is when you have something like Bridesmaids that's able mm-hmm. to make so much money, when we are able to have Hunger Games, yeah. which I think that Katniss Everdeen is a really great, great, fully written character. Mm-hmm. I think she's just a great female character. And, like, at no point do you feel like she ever needs Gail or Peta. She just... No, yeah. Yeah, yeah, she's, yeah, She's just doing what she needs to do oh, to take care of her her sister and to live like that's mm-hmm. that is that is her motivation right i think it's wonderful in the newest trailer for that too where she's actually walking through the the crowd the refugees and everything mm-hmm. and you could see she's terrified like, yeah you can mm-hmm. see it she's yeah. you know and they're like you're gonna fight with us and she's she knows that the answer has to be yes because right. of what she has become to these people but you also see that she's just scared sure to do this mm-hmm. but that's what i love about female representation of like seeing something like that because you didn't you very rarely see that with male heroes they won't allow them to be shown that with that where they're fearful fearful mm. when of course that's what you would feel yeah. yeah and that's what makes you heroic is that you feel that right but men have been yeah. conditioned to not to show any weaker emotion or feminine emotion with anger with rage with seriousness they sp- they've yeah. chosen they've been trained to internalize all of that but, and portray it through straight face yeah but that's why I like Katniss is because she combines both. Right. Yeah. And I think exemplifies both the strengths of, of both those type of, mm. of ca- gender characteristics. Right. Yeah. The vulnerability of women is not something to be shied away from or considered shameful oh. or, mm-hmm. or or less in any way. Mm-hmm. Um, and But the strength that is synonymous with men and their masculinity is something that there is a goodness there. The, 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 the idea of, of pulling yourself together mm-hmm. and pushing through. Yeah. That's something that's admirable as well. I think they, And I love Katniss for exactly how you describe, because she carries both of those in her. If you look at Katniss Everdeen on the hero's journey, like Joseph Campbell spectrum, I love the fact that her call to action is internal. Mm-hmm. Yes. the the Because every hero's story needs to start with a call to action. And for her, it was, I mean, her sister was called to the games and she's just like, fuck no, I'm doing it. Oh my God, what did I just say? Yeah. No, I'm yeah. coming in. <laughs> but, like, yeah. but, it, but it was totally, but it was internal. I mm-hmm. love that because yeah. that's, I feel like, um, that's something that is that could be easily explored. And I don't want to say that it shouldn't be given to male characters, but it's easier to write for female characters because, you know, it's fairly instinctual. I also think that some of this argument is also not men versus women. I don't think it's an issue of sex, but an issue of gender. Sure. Absolutely. Sure. Mm-hmm. I Where, think that's huge. Yeah, I think that's a huge distinction because... Yes. There are, and I will absolutely agree with with the men out there who feel like they are not, um, 
that they're not fairly fairly represented or that they're not respected or whatever because they're slightly feminine or they have feminine interests or whatever. The whole brony movement. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Such yeah. a good point. I had to I I was I'll admit, I was absolutely a skeptic of like, what guys watching my little and then I watched that documentary and I was like, holy shit, what the hell's wrong with me? Of course yeah, this is fine. Yeah. Right. Because they're not being weird. It's not like some creepy pedo thing, which is no. what you automatically think. <laughs> I think there's like like anything else, there's the weirdos at the at the extreme of the spectrum, yeah, right? But it yeah. come but the majority of them in that space are just about the fact that they're able to bond and show a side of themselves that they think that yeah. most people will say, oh no, that means they, it gets synonymous with something that's negative to them. Right. Yeah. So either feminine or gay, right? Sure. And those are still considered yeah. negatives. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, What do you guys think about the idea that even though representation of women has become weakened in some regards or is still something that we're still try- striving to If you have to you know, watch improve. a movie and you're able to look at movies and say the Bechdel test and yeah. watch them fail every uh, single time. That, that being said, what do you also think about the idea of men being raised in this generation in particular to be almost emasculated? That I think a lot of boys, a lot of teenage men, I mean, you think of the idea of how, you know, there's there's all this like campaigns out there for, you know, rape and things like that saying instead of teaching women don't get raped, it's teaching men don't rape. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that I think a lot of men in in our day and age, unfortunately, are given so many mixed messages, especially by the media, especially when they're growing up, seeing all these, you know, powerful women in portrayals of them being strong in one perspective and then weakened by, you know, one penis, you know, (laughs) one penis is on Achilles heel, you know, (laughs) presidential penis. I mean, (laughs) thanks, Kerry Washington. Um, That being said, however, I feel it's 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 kind of sad. That you know you you were I, the men that are growing up right now the the generation Y say you know whatever but I think it, it has to happen there has to be this sort of transition period I, and sure unfortunately, as it is I think that's what means we're in the moment of transition mm-hmm. because you ha- if you're going to move from something that was so written in stone mm. and try to make it flexible and fluid now um, there's going to be some jarring growing pains for sure yeah and and there's no I don't know if there's a way to necessarily get around that because yeah. you're you've you set up a society before that said these are your gender um, uh, specified, you know, characteristics for you. Mm-hmm. This is how you know you fit them. Mm-hmm. And now we're kind of taking those away and saying, fine, be who you are based on who you are, which is like, just go. Gender yeah. fluid. You know? Yeah. But it's hard, too, yeah. when you think about it. Like, it, it, having a, a rubric, at least, like some sort of basic structure, like the, you know, there was the old, like, men brought home the money, they paid for the well-being, the woman cooked the dinner, like those, like the I Love Lucy concept. Mm-hmm. If you look at the, that sort of rubric and then... If there's nothing, then it's like, well, what do you, do you, oh, I like cooking, so I'm going to do, like, is that how it happens now, or, like, where do you start? But, no, I love the fact that there's, like, going to, that there should, uh, the idea that there is less of a, you have to live your life this way. Mm -hmm. Because how often do you sit there and look at your Facebook page and look at your friends from high school and you're just like, I'm not doing, should I have? Should I have had a kid by now? I'm really like, confused. Everyone's growing up getting married and having babies, and I'm sitting here just trying to figure out my next Netflix queue. Exactly, exactly, <laughs> right? Right. But so, so like, I mean, you're still going to have examples from the people that are around you because it does take a village to raise a child, right? Yeah. Um, but that village can't say that some people are less than you or that you need to be viewing people in a certain way. Exactly. And that's the biggest problem is – and. and this is the argument is with men is with and raising little boys is that they need to be raised to view that they are 
equal and they the only way that they're going to get ahead in life is through their own merit and not because they're men mm-hmm. and and that the women that are around them are people and they have feelings and they should not be objectified and they're not yours to touch when you want to you know mm-hmm. and that kind of thing i had to yell at somebody on the street in downtown san jose because I watched him drunkenly grab some 45-year-old woman's ass while she was just trying to cross the street with her Ugh. friend. Despicable. And it's, it, that is, she is not yours to touch. Who the fuck thinks that you're allowed to do that? Oh, wait, maybe it's because when you just did it to that group of girls there, all they did was just uncomfortably laugh because, mm. oh, he's just being funny, this random drunk guy. Mm. That's not so, okay. Well, like but, when we were in Atlantic City for the bachelorette party and ugh. just the crowd of males in that room was... A fucking nightmare. It it, oh it was, and it was <laughs> it was sure. very interesting to to watch, like because you know we we usually go to gay bars and not straight clubs <laughs> as often, so it's a little different. And it is it's a very different atmosphere when you you just do it with all women because it's there's a, a communication more happens. It's just mm-hmm. like is this okay? Is this not? And but with the men, it's kind of like I'm going to grind up against you, and then when I'm you tell do them, this now. <laughs> I'm going to do this, and then when you turn around and say no, like back away, they look at you like I didn't Bitch. do anything wrong. Like yeah. I, it's crowded. Of course, I ground up against you. Like I had no yeah. control over that matter, and it just it blows my mind. Yeah, that, like that's the thought process. It's unfortunate. So, okay, so reeling it back. Yeah, let's go <laughs> yeah, back. Let's not go too let's far. Go back to, let's go back to media. Sure. Um, where. Where is it that we see the failings then? We've talked a lot about, like, okay, these are the type of characters we do like to see. Mm-hmm. But where do we think that there are the failings in the comic books that you read, the TV shows you watch, the movies you watch? Yeah, yeah, Roxy. Okay, I saw this recent article made up where this illustrator was doing a re-imaging of a recent Spider-Woman ah, cover story. Yeah. So basically what happened... Very cover. Yep. Yes. Yep. Of um, Spider Woman in this uncompromising position of her, I don't like, know how you get in that position, kneeling over, right? And the way that they like figured that out, they're like, if she was in that position, she'd fall on her face, like, because she's like kneeling over like a ledge, face down, yeah. ass up, uh, booty up, that off, <laughs> right? Like, dude, you could see her booty, like, mm-hmm. booty hole up on the cover, yo, like. Yeah. That was some seriously graphic stuff. And, like, what they did in the article that was genius was that they basically re-envisioned it and redrew it to more, like, uh, what was the word? Anatomy. Anatomy. Anatomically. Anatomically correct. Thank you, ladies. Yeah, and it was wonderful because you really saw, like, just how far some male illustrators will take female portrayals of female heroes. It's happened time and time again. Oh, it yeah. has. And it was really interesting because that piece, the uh, artist that did that is an artist who does erotic um, illustrations. Mm. And so it was clear that obviously if Marvel's going to hire him to draw a woman, it's going to look like that. And it's very interesting that they just even made that choice, period. Because mm. it, it's, I know it's a variant and it'll sell and, and I get that, but it's... Marvel is getting so much attention, and especially a character like Spider-Woman, that they're trying to launch her new book. And Marvel's had such success lately with Ms. Marvel and Captain Marvel and She-Hulk and all these wonderful like indie stuff. And now they're going to do it with Spider-Woman. And then to make that a cover option for some stores to carry and for some people to purchase just feels like backwards yeah. almost in a way. I mean, do you think it's just the just the drawing of it though that makes it a problem? Do you feel like do you feel like the the female characters? I know obviously there's not enough. 
for one. Mm-hmm. But do you feel like the the female characters, the female hero cares, characters that are coming out are being fully developed? I think the individual ones that Marvel's doing are being properly developed. I feel DC doesn't know how to do it yet. Oh, I think they're true. trying. And and I yeah. think Gail Simone does a good job with, with individualizing character stuff. Yeah, but she, she works with ensembles a lot, and so it's kind of hard to assess people out. And a lot of it is DC is dealing with characters with heavily established backstories. Mm-hmm. And this is where I had the most recent problem with the Batgirl, because they wanted to change who she is. They're, they're, she's going to be living in the Trinity part of Gotham, and she has snaps on her costume now. <laughs> and, you know, And she takes selfies in bathrooms. And, oh and, and it was like, okay, that's fine. Like You want to do that, great. But give the character a new name. Make a new person. Don't take a, a character like Barbara Gordon who has stood is a strong, intelligent, um, resourceful woman for so long, and then turn her into a teeny bopper, and and then again build her to be a strong, resourceful woman. But but because you're taking her backwards, it just it breaks the the, the character and make give us a new one. Just mm-hmm. give us a new female character we can grow with. Okay, yeah, and absolutely. I think that's what they should have done with that one. So but. what do we feel about Lady Thor then? Oh my God, oh. those tits are great. <laughs> <laughs> They fill out the, the armor really well. <laughs> I don't really, I, I don't have an issue with them doing it. There's questions like, oh, is it gimmicky? And it's like, look, at the end of the day. It's always gimmicky. It's always, it's always gimmicky. It's, it's always gimmicky. Gimmick. Okay. Oh but if the gimmick now is going to lead to the fact that companies are realizing that there is now a demographic there and it's a, they're out there paying. It's We're growing. out there paying. Right. Um, and this is their way of saying, okay, we hear you. Then mm-hmm. so be it. I, I don't, I have issues with the fact that I don't understand why She's called Thor. I thought that Thor was the dude's what name. What did you say? Spank his ass and named him yeah. Thor? Spank his ass and named him Thor. game popped out. Nope. That was Thor. So, like, it's like, it's like, well, how are you? That now. Like, yeah. you know, so, like, but other than the fact, I think it was, um, I think it's smart. I think they recognize that there is a, you know, change in the wind. Mm-hmm. And they want to lead into it. Yeah. You know, and they're not trying to steer around it or, you know, try to ignore that it's there considering it a passing phase. Mm-hmm. They do want to ride it. Right. Um, and Marvel's doing that better than, than any of them. I mean, I question a couple of things. I question why they're not, they didn't develop a Black Widow movie or they haven't introduced. Mm. Or hopefully they will. A Captain Marvel if they have, yeah. they have, have, to have the opportunity um, in the movies, uh, since that char- that character is huge now in the comics, she's but she's always been huge. I don't even know where, like ever since her character came out, like when Carol Danvers came out, like that was a big title for them for a while, and like and she was, I mean, she Do you made, mean as Ms. Marvel or as Ms. Marvel okay, as Ms. Yeah. Marvel mm-hmm. and Warbird, okay, and she mm-hmm. and she made it into the fucking game. She made it into the uh, Marvel Ultimate Hero Alliance Clips. game, oh. and. And, and I'm like, but, and that, how was that game the first time I ever heard of her? Yeah. And that was, that I, I was like, this, this chick's cool. <laughs> and then I instantly started, like, I went over to, like, my little, like, went over to the Marvel Encyclopedia website. And I was, mm-hmm. like, learning all about her. I'm like, dude, this is the kind of character I've been looking for. Like, mm-hmm. where, where has she been? And that's a movie I want to see. Oh, that would be an amazing yeah. movie. Yeah. yeah. I think be. I think it'll be really interesting to see the response to Wonder Woman um, mm-hmm. being yeah. in the Batman Superman movie. I don't know how that's going to with go. her squirt, but it, <laughs> yes, her squirt. and her heels, her yeah, squirt right. and heels. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, and I'm going to be really interested to see how they choose to represent her because it's. I mean, I'm already frustrated. It's like, yeah, it's the Batman versus Superman movie featuring Wonder Woman. Like, yeah. <laughs> like why? Why did they? Why does she not get a title? What do you why guys think of all the female heroes that were portrayed in the Watchmen film? Particularly, 
I have not seen well, that one, so no? I can't speak to that. I actually just recently read the comic, so no. yeah, I she know. Wasn't a huge fan I, that of the was comic. my. You weren't. It. I grew up with the DC and the in the basic seven, so that was like a. It's okay. an odd take. It is it, a good. departure. It is. Wasn't it? It's, a, it's a departure from what I was used to, and even though I read a lot of indies now, it's it's definitely it was something to wrap my head around. Is so. there blue dong in the comic too? Yes, there is. Yeah, a blue yeah dong. definitely Lots in the comic. Lots of blue dong. But I think the female characters in that were specifically done by by him to by Alan Moore to show how that they were sort of sex symbols yeah. and yeah. meant to be that. Um, sex objects, if yeah, anything. Yeah, right. There's a whole rape scene. Yeah, it's, exactly. It's very, yeah. very controversial. Yeah. What's interesting, and it's a book that we've been loving, Guardians of the Galaxy, the new one, the uh, Gamora and Angelica Spa Day. Ooh. That they, their fighting day, where they, they go oh, around. Oh, they go off and, and fight. They, and yeah, they go off and fight. Like that, that's their spa day. And they're <laughs> warriors. But if you think about it, like, um, Angelica's still drawn with, like, the tiny armor and the flowy Angel, hair. Yeah. Angela, I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, right? Her costume is still very, like, bikini supermodel oh, yeah. still, right? It's ridiculous. Yeah. But it's written so wonderfully yeah. that you're like, this is just... But it's it's interesting that I don't know how much the art will change with these characters growing and being more... Like, if the power girl will lose I think her it panel, will. I know? think it will change. I think it will change because I don't think also... Look, <laughs> comics also came out of a time when porn was not readily available. Sure, <laughs> Dude, uh, right? Just look at manga. Look oh, yeah. at oh, oh, my God. So yeah. it's, just, it's, it's available now. You want that, you can find it so many places. So, you know, I think that now that they're they're not giving their male audience, in my opinion, and we've heard it from feedback from our audience, um, that that assuming that that's what they want. You know, um, I think that is is diluted over time, and mm-hmm. and men now are much more willing to like be like, yeah, no, that makes no sense that she would have heels and her ass would be out and her costume yeah. is stupid. <laughs> you know, because they don't yeah. need that. You know, that's not their Jackoff material. If you were abs- <laughs> if you were absolutely to just, I th- I would really love to see like a Wonder Woman comic where they didn't make a big deal out of it, but they just. Put her in pants and like, cause then didn't they change? Odyssey. Pants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but, not Odyssey. No, Straczynski's run. Oh, I'm sorry. <gasps> yeah. or, I love J. Michael Straczynski. Yeah. So do we. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or like, this amazing Spider-Man arc is my favorite. I do. <laughs> or at least some, or just have like some superhero, like female superhero, where she's on the cover, not in an awkward pose, where mm-hmm. she's just in practical out, like. Black Widow, for the most part, I mean, granted, she still has heels, but for the most part, her outfit is fairly practical. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She could probably zip up a little bit, but like, yeah. <laughs> but like, it's, but it's fairly practical. You, you gotta know? get a cow, girl. Yeah, yeah. girl. <laughs> cow damn titties. <laughs> but like, but that's, and but you could do that so seamlessly. I don't think anybody would notice. No. no. Well, Captain Marvel's a perfect example of that, though, since Kelly Sue DeConnick came over, took over that character, and they introduced her as not. Miss Marvel as Captain Marvel. Yeah. Um that character's uh, outfit is like a is Full. like a jumpsuit. Yeah, like mm-hmm. a, like a mm-hmm. She has a cool mohawk helmet when she's yeah. in space. Nice. Like, it's awesome. Nice. And it's sexy. Mm-hmm. It is. It's absolutely sexy. Like yeah. I've never had that even being a lesbian, I've never I, I had that sort of been tantalized mm. by that representation of women. I don't wa- look at that and be like, "Oh yeah." Like I just 
because maybe I don't know if it's just because I'm a woman and and the female body and the mystique of it is you know not like it's not like Looked oh <laughs> yeah like oh okay yeah titties <laughs> like, yeah those are there those look like oh I would like to look at titties oh I can look in the mirror um, <laughs> so like it's not as much of a pull but to, I find like everything that comes with a woman who's who's so um, comfortable in her own skin. Mm-hmm. And when you are, then you're not necessarily looking to use your body as a way for one thing to get something, you know, mm. unless unless there's a specific objective when you know you can take advantage of someone for a particular reason. Right. right? Like right. like in a black widow way because she's a spy and she knows mm-hmm. that's one of her tools, you know. Um, so they don't. But Captain Marvel has is not about that at all. She's a fighter like it, she's not a spy. She's not espionage. Yeah. She's not mm-hmm. that. It's purely that. And and she's a warrior. She calls herself a warrior. Right. So she wouldn't have that. There's no need for any of that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think where it makes sense for the character, I don't think women have to become desexualized um, at all. Just it, have just, it make sense. Have it make sense. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. all. Mm. Yeah. I think there's, I think there's just a, a problem with, you know, representing the think, okay, I can't represent her, this female character as a sex object. So I'm just going to have to make her a manic pixie dream girl. Or I just have to make her a badass strong female character. Those are those are the those are my options. Yeah. And not thinking, okay, but what if you thought of your character as a person? Yeah, mm. first. Like what what else do they have going on? Like what's what's her job? What are her hobbies? You know, she worry like, about her mortgage. Exactly. Like, like think about yeah. those things because I mean, if you're thinking about your male characters, and I'll admit there are there are a good amount of two dimensional male ca- characters, but there's more of a variety. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I was um, watching a documentary um, called "That Guy Who Was in That Thing." Oh yeah, Ooh. on Netflix, and I was just being completely flooded with these guys complaining about being um, typecast as like different, uh, you know, certain types of characters or whatever, and like just talking about their experience in Hollywood, and I'm like. I don't care about your experience at all because there are plenty of roles for you. Yeah. I want to hear about the women who have to fight even harder because there are less yeah. roles for them. Yeah. Where you listen to um, Olivia Wilde, where she's talking about, um, I guess she was participating in this workshop thing where they do, um, they just take scripts and they just do stage reads, right? Mm-hmm. Um and they just, it's just several actors that just sit on stage and they just oh, do they stage have, or whatever. They flip the gender roles, And they right? flip the gender yeah. roles on, oh, on, a, so cool. on a play. And the men at the end of the show were like, we are really bored. Can we not do this again? <laughs> and the women are like, fuck you. Now you know what we've been dealing <laughs> with. Like, do you not get this? That's that genius. our roles are boring because there is not, there is no meat mm-hmm. to these to these women characters that are being flooded, and that's not to say that it's all wrong. There's definitely characters, there's definitely movies where they get it right and and things that happen. But I really do. I challenge everybody to like to watch a movie and ask. I mean, it's just so simple, but watch it and see if it passes the Bechdel test. What's the Bechdel test? So you have a, a scene between two women. Um, and they have to talk about something that's Other not a man. man. That's oh, it. It's so simple. Yeah, so simple. Gotcha. But it's so bad. To, it fails so hard. I was, I was told Vicky, this is um, a, a joke somebody sent to me. It was like two women are sitting at a table. And one woman turns to the other and says, oh, did you hear about the Bechdel test? And the other goes, yeah, my boyfriend told me about it. <laughs> <laughs> that's classic. Yeah, yeah. So and, then, oh, go ahead. No, I'm just saying it's like you, you need characters that 
push the story forward, have some agency, or even for like um, like supporting female characters who are like sidekicks and stuff. A lot of times they just happen to be there and they don't have they don't have meat. They don't have anything that's yeah. keeping them forward. So what's the point of even having them in there? Mm. Or just, you know, like I said, try try doing the thing that they did for Ripley and, and Alien because she has no fucking love interest or nothing. <laughs> nothing to bog her down like that. She's Wait, awesome. There was a comment made by Evangeline Lilly. Yeah. Recently. Yeah. Um, at a San Diego Comic Con. Oh. On yeah. the Nerdist podcast. Nerdist podcast. Yeah. Just, yeah. I thought that um, was a great episode. By it the was way. a really good episode. It was really funny. <laughs> yeah. But she made a comment um, on the panel about um, somebody asked her like, "How do you feel about uh, the characters you've played have always been in love triangles?" Yeah, and specifically, ah. the person was referencing Toriel in um, the second Hobbit movie, where she's got a love triangle between Legolas and a dwarf. Right. Mm-hmm. Which is like, as you do when you encounter a dwarf, a dwarf and, 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 and Orlando Bloom. Yeah, yeah. same well, shit, dwarves, different dwarves, earth. I don't know. <laughs> dwarves might be able to mine you a pretty hunk of diamond. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Girl's best friend, right, ladies? <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> Jeez, Sarah, way to get to the core of that. <laughs> I'm being satirical. Okay. Um, yeah, so she made that comment, of, uh, asked that question, and and. Evangeline responded like um, her response essentially was I uh, women who um, maybe you remember better who love so, are strong and who like something she about said, how she said that the women who love are strong the women who nurture are strong the people the women who embrace the things about that are, are who embrace that femininity are strong and but the thing is is what she ended up doing after she said all those really good things yes was that she then disparaged anybody who thought that if you make the choice not to love somebody in a, in that situation, if you make the choice or you're not a to, warrior role where you're fighting, yeah. running, yeah, around there's with no she, real love interest. Yeah, yeah. You're, um, what? it's not a strength. Like one example, I can think of Mila Jovovich in Resident Evil. Right. Like right. it started out being a story about her love, love yeah, interest, that is really yeah. Yeah, 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 and then it evolved in her just you know kicking shit kicking, and yeah. taking names. Yeah. You know. Well, and so that and that's the idea is that you can't the you can't disparage other people for their choices that that they're making, and you right. can't you can't say if I or choose the variety that they want. Yeah. Like, we're not saying that it has to be all one or the other. Nobody is saying that, and and mm-hmm. I don't think that's what that girl was saying, uh, or questioning. She was just saying like, is if I w- I think it's a valid question. A man has a has a um uh, a character of being a warrior. That's what her character was supposed to be mm-hmm. in in um Hobbit, and how many of them. Their side stories were, oh, my lady. Like, you, yeah. you know, like, no, so. no, they, they, <laughs> so. absolutely, they, they already had to crowbar in a female character because they knew they weren't going to have one aside from Galadriel, and that's just not enough, which, fair enough. I'm not really one for tampering with classics, per se. <laughs> so this is, this is where I'm conflicted because I'm like, but it's Tolkien. What are you doing? <laughs> Shame. Blasphemer, blasphemer. I know, but that's, that's the English major in me, and granted, most of the English canon is white males um Yikes. but i know but okay so fine you want to put in a female character and change that i can respect that but why did you need to then extra crowbar in love interests that just did not need to be there it doesn't drive the plot forward at all mm-hmm. it matters not in the entire scheme feel, of things yeah and it doesn't feel real whereas like yeah uh in the first in the, in the lord of the rings trilogy i loved um, Arwen oh, and I her know. story and and to me she was the epitome of two perfect sides um, you have the the woman in her that has the love 
um, for Aragorn, and and that comes out, and it's not, it's not overly saccharine or anything like that. She's strong, mm-hmm. and, you know, and um, making her choices. But then you have the side of her that is absolutely a warrior. Um, we were talking about today, like uh, the scene where she's like, "If you want him, come and claim him," mm. and and when she's with Fredo, um, Fredo, Frodo, oh. <laughs> wow. not Fredo. This is not the wow. Godfather. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, but that scene, I thought that was so cool. There was a character that had to me embodied the things of incorporating the vulnerabilities of a woman, how we're free to be with our emotions of that. But also when you got to, you know, get shit done, you get it done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and that's what I love seeing. I like when, when you get both sides. Mm-hmm. Um, and to me, that's, that's what's in a lot of women naturally. You know, it's not like it's just a... It's, right. You know? There's the, like, I mean, there's definitely the idea of like, you can absolutely portray somebody as being a strong, awesome person. They got the like mama bear instinct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. And oh, Sandra Bullock in Blindside. Yeah. Oh, yes. my yeah. God. Yeah. I mean, yes. I have other problems with that movie. I think well. I think the white savior thing was a problem. That's <laughs> <laughs> away from the point that we're trying to make. Yeah. <laughs> I, well, and that's, that's a whole other topic, yep. right? But, but it's kind of along the same idea. Yeah. You know, it's, it doesn't always have to be the person on top who's saving the person below. You know, that, yeah. you know, yep. that kind of thing. But there's, but there's still the idea that... Um, I lo- I'm kind of losing my train of thought right now. <laughs> Arguably, it's getting a little late. But um, just, okay, final thoughts then. Okay. Just, if there's if there's anything here that you guys think that you haven't really been able to, to put out there just in a, because we're running out of time, but like just a couple minutes. I just think it's interesting how generationally each generation yeah. of women mm-hmm. portrayed mm-hmm. in the media has changed and evolved and been challenged and grown mm-hmm. and been just shown in so many fascinating ways. You know, you look at each generation's kind of female star, right? Mm-hmm. Going back from, like, 1920 starlets. Mm-hmm. You, you got your Elizabeth Taylors and your Natalie Woods and your Julie Andrews and your Audrey Hepburns mm-hmm. and your freaking Jane Mansfields and Marilyn Monroe's up mm-hmm. to your Meryl Streep's. Yeah. And your, who am I thinking of? Um, I mean, Rita Hayworth. I mean, uh, there was this one African-American actress who played the first cat, or one of the first cat women. Oh, um, oh, shit. Eartha Kitt. Eartha, Eartha Kitt. Kitt. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. mean, what an incredible... I mean, Sid Charisse, you know, and then all those generations moving into who we have now. I mean, who do we think of now? We think of Jennifer Lawrence. We think of even Winona Ryder from Tina Fey, Maya Tina Rudolph, um, yes. Amy Poehler, all of those. Totally. Yeah. Just, women can do comedy. Women can be funny. Yes. For fuck's yeah. sake. With Alyssa <laughs> McCarthy. I mean, yeah. Mindy Calling. Like, yeah. You yeah. can, you can yeah. make... Women still have power in the industry. And I think Kate Blanchett made a great point of it at the Oscars that, you know, you can still have a powerful film with a leading actress. Yeah. And that actress doesn't have to be called an actress. They can be called a female actor. And you know what it is? It also boils down to a lot of these women that we're talking about, especially the comedians, um, Amy Poehler, Tina Fey, Mindy Colling, these are people who are writing their own stuff now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because... What's happening in the industry is not sufficient. Lena Dunham for quite yeah, yeah. Make, like make make yeah. your like we're yeah. having to make our own, and we're luckily we're in a really great time where the inter- internet's so pervasive that you can make your own mm-hmm. and get it kickstarted and do whatever you got to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and find mm-hmm. an audience. It, it it now there's so many ways for because of social media and everything. I think that uh, you know. For ways for people to connect yeah. and to get that message out organically, not because it's being sold to you or pushed on you by this by this marketing campaign or that. People find stuff like Orange of the News Black 
was totally viral mm-hmm. in between people. Yeah, like yeah. that. I literally somebody came to my house one night for uh, we were ha- playing games. I think it was my birthday night, and she's like. Mm-hmm. Just so you know, everybody needs to stop when they go home <laughs> and watch the show. And, and watch, watch the yeah. show. Nice. <laughs> Literally what happened. I was told, somebody Facebook messaged me, a, a man Facebook messaged me and said, you need to watch the show. Nice. You would fucking love the nice. show. You need to watch the show. But I mean, that's happening and, and yeah. we, ha- we can do that now mm-hmm. and we can like have the power that way of being like, we don't need... You know, the the rating structure and all yeah. that antiquated ways of determining whether or not something's successful mm-hmm. is going by the wayside right. now. And I think that's why it's allowing for more of it. Right. I get a little nervous that this is, is this a blip in the radar? We've had moments in the 70s, in the 90s, when it's like, oh, let's show female empowered women that thing. Yeah. So I am I get a little nervous that it's just a part of that cycle happening all over again. Like, we're going to like Latin maybe. music now. I, and I, like, <laughs> no, no, maybe. maybe. Yeah. I, you know what? And maybe. But here's here's the argument. We stopped talking about the fact that, like, yeah, cool, we can vote now. We stopped talking about that. Mm-hmm. Um, we stopped talking the fact that, yeah, women can work, you know, and and it's just it's changed every single time we've like we've just accepted it and like, okay, duh, like that's not even a discussion anymore. I look forward to the day when this is not a discussion anymore. When, can mm-hmm. when yeah, this when, conversation yeah. is no longer relevant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do too. I absolutely do. And I think even if it is a blip, like you, you see the blips get longer and longer. And I, I think the stretch of like, even if it is a, a flash in the pan, it'll, it'll last for much longer, especially nowadays with the internet and the way that that's all easily spreadable. Um, and that's huge now. I mean, there are YouTube stars that are making crazy bank. Yeah. And mm-hmm. people that are like beyond our, our generation that are like, 15 and below to, are watching YouTube more than they watch anything yeah. on television. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there are these self-made stars that put on their own stuff. Look at Vine, man. Like, Vine oh, yeah. started a whole new revolution of that. And so, it's like, crazy. you have all these YouTube stars. They're actually, like, VidCons for people to go and meet these people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of them, a lot of women, a yeah. lot of them, yeah. you know? So, like, it's, it, there yeah. is something that, that is now happening because we have access to getting the message out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Awesome Good stuff. Wow. Well, Get, thank you very much, yeah. ladies. We don't really have any listener feedback right now. Yeah, we don't, but we do have one thing that um, I kind of wanted to bring into the discussion. Oh, okay. um, this is actually a bit of a feedback from one of our listeners oh, yeah, yeah. Um, named Gina, and she's also a longtime listener of Girls with Issues as well. So hey. She had a little <laughs> bit of totes. She's a huge fan, um, and she's a big, self-proclaimed, you know, comic geek, Batman fan, um, just all around femme fatale when it comes to pop culture and nerdism (laughs) and um, she wanted to bring something up in regards to the DC um, bombshell covers Mm -hmm. that had been coming Mm -hmm. into popularity um, recently and so this was her kind of statement on that fact Um, she goes on to say with the publication of DC Comics bombshell style covers being released this month and this month being referred to a few months back Mm yeah Um, uh, it seems the style of women-centric covers are causing a stir. Articles such as, quote-unquote, She Has No Head, The Disturbing Heart of DC's Bombshell Covers by Kelly Thompson, um, which was published by Comic Book Resources in May of 2014, claim that the release of the bombshell covers is not something we as a community should appreciate. Now, as someone who identifies as both a comic-loving nerd as well as a feminist, unfortunately, I'm going to have to disagree with authors of articles such as the one mentioned, for I see no issue here with these, well, issues. <laughs> Quote, unquote. <laughs> um, then again, I do recognize my own bias as I'm someone who enjoys pinup artwork and the general style to start with, but above that, I'm a girl who loves comics. 
Mm -hmm. Okay. So these articles seem to take issue with the fact that these are all female covers, which is that I'm confused with. In my opinion, covers like these that depict the female superheroes in a way that is both sexy as well as empowering encourages more women to get involved in reading comics. I really love the covers because of the bombshell style that in most cases has strong women wearing more clothing than they usually do. Um, in addition, these bombshell features are giving many female characters in the comics world the covers that they normally are cheated out of in favor of more male-oriented titles. For example, DC villainesses like Catwoman or Poison Ivy, um, Harley Quinn, who are on the front and center and given the cover treatment, as well as Aquaman's Queen Mira and Lois Lane on the cover of the month Superman. Mm-hmm. Um, they are dressed in kind of a newsies, old style, old style. Yeah. Costume. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> um, and then, furthermore, the author of the article mentions uh, mentions seems to have a problem with all the covers of the month featuring women without a man in sight. I'm personally confused as to why someone, especially a woman, would see that as a bad thing. To paraphrase Thompson, at one point in her article, basically asks, "Where are the sexy men covers?" Um, Basically, yeah, my beef is with this that I think it's a wonderful that the off-shaft women in the DC universe are getting covers, um, whether or not they're the main character of the book, and. Um, Let's see, kind of going and she she writes she goes on to further say, um, unlike many critiques on these covers, I don't see them as something akin to the Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue, something that comes along on occasion to further hypersexualize women. Instead, I appreciate them for what they are, a chance to give the female characters some much deserved respectable cover time. Um, that's interesting. What do you think? I I don't know if I agree with the fact. Like, I feel like. Bombshell ones were done at the time for the same reason as just that's that's what the appropriate sexiness was for mm, the time. Right. So now it's become kitschy in a way, mm-hmm. um, and it's become a retro style thing that we appreciate. So I, I I don't know if I necessarily agree with like when I hear the empowering thing, I'm not like sure what that what that means. Like um, how is how is how are those bombshell co- covers empowering? Mm. And I never really get a straight answer. It's always this this this. I, that's always how I hear it from people who like it. And I'm like, I don't mind if you like it. I really don't. Like, I don't have a major issue with it. Yeah. But I didn't feel empowered by those covers. Yeah. I didn't feel like there was anything other than they just felt gimmicky to me mm-hmm. more than anything else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, just another slew of DC variants. I did not, I do agree with her comment that they are not as sexy as how they usually are. Like, mm-hmm. Catwoman and Ivy were probably less sexual than they are most of the time in terms yes. of, or less revealing. Mm. Um, Ivy's still not wearing a lot. She's just wearing leaves in that. She's, she? sideways. <laughs> She's sideways doing the Betty Page, like yeah, on her knees of, yeah. and back with her hair. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, um, but I know the article that she's referencing, yeah. and there's actually two articles. There's one that came out like in 2012, and then I think she re- revisited it post these bombshell cover things right. coming out. Right. Um, and what all Kelly Thompson, and she made a really good point. She's like, she, what she was also talking about is that. Um, the way men are portrayed in comics, when they're portrayed and, and, and they're also portrayed in, in a way that's exaggerated, but mm-hmm. it's exaggerating their strength, mm-hmm. their physical form. And it's synonymous with something that's good. It's considered you're powerful, you're strong, you're, fi- you're physically adept. Um, whereas when women are exaggerated, it's because they have huge tits and unreasonable waist to, to tits ratio and stuff like that. And they, yeah. and they look in a way that's purely to service, um, the, um, the sexualization of them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I get what she's saying. I think she likes that style and she didn't. And I get what she's like. Why? Why shouldn't I enjoy it? I think you should enjoy it if you enjoy it. Yeah, I liked it at I the mean, end of the day. Like if you did, that. you did. As a, I'm a personal fan of of pinup artwork, but mm-hmm. then again, I'm also a personal fan of seeing 
shirtless dudes on my wall too. <laughs> so this is this is my argument, and and it's a weird argument, but I think objectification is fine if it's mutual. Yeah, mm-hmm. give so, me Jason Momoa's pecs any day. Right, exactly, exactly. <laughs> or Chris Evans' so, buns. <laughs> so, arguably, great. I, I would say then fine then release some like retro vintage like version of batman in like mm. a like navy outfit from the 40s and i will absolutely be all over that like yeah, yeah. yeah. no i think that would be a great cover to sell as well but if you think about it too at the same time like there's the covers for most of these comics do feature male characters in i mean they're not shirtless but like you got superman with all of his pecs and everything drawn and this menacing like i'm gonna Explode something. Yeah, but <laughs> between that and then, like, if they, if a, like, like when they did, we were talking about this, like the reverse Power Girl. So if you did Power Girl's costume, and oh yeah, made, they do a man down. version. Yeah. No, no, it's, <laughs> no, like, no, it's, no, it's, it's, it's a penis Yeah, there is a man. Like I, there so is. They drew I've it. it. Yeah. Like, like yeah. they just did a cutout right above his junk, so you just saw the top of his dick. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah. yeah, I've seen that. It's fantastic. That's the thing. Like it's it's not the same thing. Like while they are drawn in a way and they're like look super strong and you can appreciate the muscles. Like go ahead, do that. Um. But I, I don't think it's the same in terms of the objectification. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. I, yeah, yeah, I agree. I think you know? so. No, it's All not right. the same. So. Point but I, made. Yeah, fair point. You know what? You like your bombshells, Gina? You go read that shit. You go read You put that shit up. Okay? I want the Lois Lane one. I We bought the Lois Lane one, and they, they've been coming out with cups, tumblers for all the bombshells. Oh, yeah. And they, I haven't seen when the Lois. I want the Lois one. I want okay. Check out cons, Gina. You'll find that there. It's the be- yeah. easiest way to find that. And they oh, do have those. She is a fan of cons. Yeah. So, so yeah. that's where you're going to find those tumblers. They're pretty cool. Yeah. Totally. 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 Awesome. Right on. All right. Well, thank you so much, Gina, for writing in. If you guys want to write into us ever, um, mm-hmm. you can do that through our website, nerdonomy.com. We do have a uh, contact us button or whatever um you can also hit us up on twitter at nerdonomy or our personal twitters i'm at sarah ash 16 i'm at roxino berry both with an i r-o-x-i-n-o-b-a-r-i yeah and if you want to reach girls with issues uh we have a website girls-with-issues.com because couldn't get the other one um no. but we're on twitter at gwi podcast and i am at billy bones b-i-l-l-e-a and I'm at Vickio13, V-I-C-K-I-O-H-1-3. Awesome. Um, also, if you want to support Nerdonomy while you're on our website, you can click that donate button if you're feeling so generous, or you can click any of our affiliate links on there. Um, you can Do it. Double to... click that mouse. <laughs> Double click it. Double click it hard. You can go to... Um, you can go to... <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. You can also go to Audible the Trial. To make up for Sean being gone. Yes. I know, right? <laughs> right? You can also go to audibletrial.com slash Nerdonomy if you're interested in trying audiobooks, which if you like podcasts, you're definitely going to like audiobooks. What the hell is wrong with you if you're not listening already? Right. Um, or you can... Harry Potter. Uh, Harry Potter. <laughs> Harry Potter's are really good. I'm sure they are. Harry Potter. Or, or... Happy Christmas, Harry. <laughs> or <laughs> Tina Fey's Bossy Pants. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right? So, so that's... That's a, that's a oh, good audio audiobook listen. So mm, or anything uh, by Tamora Pierce, Protector of the Small. Do you guys remember oh, that series? Oh, okay. No. Mm, Tamora Pierce is a great female writer. Great, okay. awesome. Great female characters in the, mid- in the Middle Ages. Cool, mm, cool. All like right. Knights and shit. So, uh, <laughs> oh my God, and shit. I'm gonna go with knights and shit. <laughs> that's all I gotta say about that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, we'll see you guys next week. Same nerd time, same nerd channel. Nerdonomy.com. See ya. Bye. 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 And roll credits.
And now, famous movie quotes you should not say during sex. 